0: Hey, this is Tim Jones, creator of the Sour Grapes comic strip, and you're listening to So Wizard on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network.
1: Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, "You said people gonna die." The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under twelve parsecs. Be no one to stop us this time.
2: What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 437 of the So Wizard podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and my co-hosts, the queen of all water, Aubrey Litchfield. But hiss,
0: hiss, hiss. Hiss. <laughs>
2: And the expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Reagan.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show.
2: You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where everyone breathes from their stomach, <laughs> as well as three of us review movies from the World of Nerd Podcasting Weekly on the Geek World All Stars Podcast Network. This week, it's our review of the biggest movie of the year, potentially. Uh, unless Tom Cruise has something to say about it, <laughs> Avatar: colon, The Way of Water. Before we get into all of that, how's everyone doing this week? Mark Ellis Regans,
1: how are you? I am doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I purchased my first 4K DVD last week. First, I don't what have was it? I don't have a 4K player. Don't have a 4K TV. But I wanted to make sure I owned a copy of this particular DVD on 4K. I was thinking I have like blue, I have like a 3D Blu-rays too that I bought for the day when I buy my amazing 3D TV, uh, which never came to pass. So I still have a bunch of uh, 3D Blu-rays that I don't even know. I don't even know if they make 3D Blu-ray players anymore. But I got DVDs for it.
2: Well, I, let me tell you, Jay Money has a 3D TV, or he did. And we watched a music video on it once. And that was the extent of 3D on <laughs> J Money's expensive 3D television. I couldn't even tell you what artist the, TV, the music video was from. And honestly, I think just to uh, bring it back around, I think it was Bon
1: Jovi. <laughs> well, who knows? Maybe uh, the 3D revolution will be uh, returning <laughs> thanks to uh, a certain movie that came out this week. But anyway, the 4K movie that's the first in my... New library is Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Goddamn Ooh. right! <laughs> yeah, <Heavy> buddy. Side. <laughs> yeah, I'm going full on Rise of Skywalker love now. It's it's edging its way up there, along with uh, Speed Racer and Kids Incorporated. So, I uh, and Waffle House. So, the Rise of Skywalker is my jam. And I, I just fall more and more in love with it every year. So uh yeah. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be super annoying now.
2: Not everybody can be right all the time. So <laughs> Aubrey Litchfield, how the hell are you?
0: I'm living a dream. I haven't really done much all week. I've just been uh, working and I have like next week off of work. because uh, my my job gives you the that time off and so i'm working my second job to make up for it. So right now i'm still contracting so i don't make the money that they uh give the full time people mm. to to have that whole week off. So not much much to report i guess. I had the flu and kind of i'm over it now uh but yeah.
2: All right. Well, next week you have off. So we're expecting a lot of exciting things that you did. A lot of movies and TV shows that you watched.
0: I'll try. (laughs) Uh, That's
1: a hard no, if I've heard one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll do my best. I don't. you know, it's crazy. I have a big TV in my room and I have a sound bar and everything. You would think I would watch more TV and I just don't. I don't ever turn it on. Yeah, I just I don't watch much TV. I don't know what it is.
2: Well, it's a good thing you hang out with us because otherwise you wouldn't watch too many movies either.
0: I wouldn't. I honestly would not go out of my way to watch anything if I didn't have this podcast. I wouldn't watch any <laughs> TV shows. Nothing. Nothing would, like, motivate me to actually go out and watch most of this stuff.
1: Mm. <laughs> I I hear well, you. I hear you, Aubrey. There's a lot of stuff that I would be doing if I wasn't doing this podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying there's much I would be doing. (laughs) It's
2: cutting into your valuable staring at the wall time.
0: Yeah, exactly. It is.
1: Joey, how are you doing this week?
2: I'm fantastic. I I am exhausted today. I went to the gym yesterday for the first time in probably like two years. So at least a year in eight months. We'll put it that way. So. And I'm really tired from that. And it really sucks <laughs> how out of shape I'm, I am all of a sudden. But, uh, well, not all of a sudden. It, it it definitely creeps up on you. But it definitely wasn't all of a sudden. It was over a period of time. So that was exhausting. And then this weekend, I had already seen Avatar. Um, so I didn't have to go out to the movies. So I used that time to catch up on some movies I had never seen before. Inexplicably from the past. Wow. I uh, watched Muppet Christmas Carol, which I had never seen before. I watched uh, Tron Legacy, which I had never (laughs) seen before.
1: Uh,
2: Yikes. And then I watched Titan AE that I had never seen before.
1: Wow. I am pretty sure that did not age well, but that is one of my favorite movies.
2: The animation is gorgeous. Um, Drew Barrymore playing an Asian. (laughs) And the soundtrack is brutal. (laughs) It's just shoved in bad year 2000 rock songs (laughs) that just don't fit in the movie at all. I mean, it's not good, but it's certainly much better than I thought it would be. Uh, So I I actually liked it more than I thought it
1: would. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah.
2: It's hard not to just laugh because the trailers were ridiculous and it was like Creed playing and then like bad review blurbs that are like, Titan A.E. is this generation Star Wars? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, not quite. <laughs> Based on the casting, it's more like this generation's Ghost in the Shell. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I did all weekend was just watch movies and lay around. So it really was not that exciting, but it was nice to have a uh, quiet weekend. And then I obviously I went to the gym. So nice. Uh today's a rest day and back at the lifting tomorrow. So that's enough about us. Why don't we, you know, talk a little bit more about us Marcellus Reagan's please. Tell the listeners where they can find more Soul Wizard podcast.
1: All right, so everybody can head on over to com, where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. T-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our tea Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. So definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Now you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey.
0: First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests, you have to do a Google Calendar, and, and you build a following. It takes a lot of time.
2: All right, guys, I know we don't talk about news anymore on the podcast, but this was too important, too big for us to ignore. I know, Mark, Aubrey, you guys are super excited about this. We got a new trailer this week for the sequel, The Twisted Pair. That's right, Cade, (laughs) The Tortured Crossing. I just wanted to get your guys' uh, reaction to this amazing trailer from the legendary Martin Scorsese of Bad Movies, Neil Breen.
0: This is garbage. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh i am gonna be 100 honest dude i did not watch a trailer i've anytime you send me anything with that dude's face on it i just ignore so uh, i didn't even know there was it i until this moment right now i didn't even know there was a trailer so uh, that, I, have, I have no idea
2: there's more green screen in this than i've ever seen him use before <laughs> okay and the perspective is really bad at one point he's in a mental hospital. And the wheelchairs that are there are like as big as him. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's like he's not even trying. It it looks glorious. I cannot wait for us to review it in 2023 when it drops.
1: I can't wait to hear that
0: episode. Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: can't can't wait to hear Joey and other co hosts talk about that movie because me and Aubrey (laughs) will definitely not be there.
0: You could invite like two people from two different podcasts to watch it, too. It could be a Patreon episode.
2: Maybe um, that'll be the week you guys both get off, I guess. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) A nice rest for you guys. right, enough jokes. Somebody
0: from Cult45, you want to go.
2: Enough joking around. It's time to jump into the important part, and that is our review of Avatar The Way of Water. As always, we've got some non-spoiler discussion to start. So if you haven't seen the movie yet, you'll get to hear a little bit about us going to the movies, how things went, what we thought, but without spoilers, then Ellis will drop the drop delineating the spoilers. So if you are ready to rock and roll, you can stick with us. The rest of you get out of here, go see it and come back. So to get started, Aubrey Lichfield, were you a fan of the original 2009 Avatar?
0: No. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> You seem like very offended <laughs> that I even asked you that.
2: <laughs> I've
0: like, uh. I, I bitched about this movie on on this podcast before because it wasn't like horrible, but I didn't understand the hype, and I still don't. Like it, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie, really cool concept. Fucking three hours long. I just don't, I don't understand what the hype is. Is, everybody acts like this is the best movie in the entire world, number one movie of all time. Avatar. Well, I mean,
2: it, it is the number Which, one movie of all time.
0: I don't understand why <laughs> it's not that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, we'll come back. We'll come back to you. Thank you, Mark Ellis Regans. Avatar one, were you a fan?
1: Yeah, I was. I was a big fan. I'm usually a big fan of James Cameron regardless. But yeah, I, I liked the first Avatar and I watched it again recently. And even though some things didn't quite hold up, I think as a whole, it's a pretty solid movie. I was still very much entertained by it. So, uh, yeah, I like the first Avatar.
2: All right. Uh, you know, obviously, James Cameron is my favorite director of all time. So I am biased, but I, I also liked the first one. I won't say I loved it. I mean, if we were going to sit here and rank his movies, it certainly wouldn't be in the top tier of them to me. But it's certainly not down the bottom. Uh, it's gorgeous. It looked amazing in 3D. Um, 12 years ago, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I've I've never really watched it outside of the, going to see it in the theater. So I saw it in the theater. I enjoyed it. The 3D was amazing. It was a gorgeous experience at the movie. But then. I think at one point I I tried to watch it on Blu-ray because I have it on Blu-ray and I tried to watch the movie and it just didn't grab me outside of the experience of seeing it in the theater. The behind the scenes stuff was all like riveting, like amazing stuff. Like the collector's edition Blu-ray has a ton of awesome uh, behind the scenes stuff. But the movie itself, I was just kind of like, I I don't know if I can watch this. And then a couple weeks ago when I knew this was coming out, I finally just sat down and said, I have to rewatch this. because I haven't seen it in 12, 13 years and the sequel is coming out. So uh, I rewatched on Disney plus and it still looks gorgeous. It looked great on the streaming service and it's, it's not bad. It's not like mind blowing without that theater experience, but you know, it's not horrible. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I like it. I like it. That was a long time ago. Now it's time for the way of water. Aubrey Litchfield, tell us about your theater going experience for Avatar The Way of Water. Did you get to go see an IMAX or 3D or any of these crazy uh, 4D rotating, vibrating chair theaters?
0: No. I just went to a regular.
2: <laughs> I just downloaded I, a fire stick uh, <laughs> with Russian subtitles.
1: I watched it on my phone. <laughs> as James Cameron intended.
0: No, I I went to the movie theaters, but I went to like the the nice movie theater that serves you dinner. Because I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going through a three-hour movie without, you know, eating. So I I asked one of my friends if they wanted to go. They said yes. So we went to the nice movie theater that serves you dinner. I bought a burger and sat there and watched this movie for three hours.
2: <laughs> uh, Marcellus Reagans, that was your movie-going experience.
1: Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty much uneventful. Uh, I was surprised I was able to get tickets for opening weekend because I wanted to do the... Obviously, it's Avatar, so you want to do the 3D. Uh, I wanted to do a 3D showing. I wanted to do the XD showing. so like the big screen well, with the 3D glasses. And uh, there was actually some seats left. I was surprised uh, when I got them last week. So, uh, yeah, the, the theater was nice. It was nice to get the 3D glasses again. Uh, the I wound up going to a late later show. Unfortunately, like the prime, Oof. the prime time showings were all sold out. So I went to a later show, and I'm like, I am not leaving this theater until it's breakfast time because <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of late. But uh, yeah, it was The experience wasn't that bad. It was pretty good.
2: Was McDonald's serving breakfast <laughs> when you left?
1: <laughs> there was like a rooster in the background. I'm like, holy shit! What time is it? <laughs> Sorry, I actually went and saw
2: it on opening night thursday opening night uh, derek friend my my good friend derek and i went and saw it with uh his stepson and his daughter and we went and saw it in imax 3d and it was uh it was packed man it was there was a lot of people there it was a very full movie theater pretty uneventful everybody was quiet that was important you know nobody really uh got up and rustled around or anything like that a couple people came late so that really pissed me off because I'm sure you guys know how I feel about that Um, they came in like at the last preview was playing they came in and sat down I was like get the fuck out of here you missed all the previews
1: (laughs) hey they made it in time for the movie that's all that matters I mean it's a no it's a three hour movie you can miss the first hour (laughs) and still be like "Ah, I still got time
2: no Oppenheimer trailer for them I guess yeah Yeah, that's (laughs) I don't give a shit about that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do I have Barbie on the schedule that week. So. <laughs>
1: there you go. There you go.
2: <laughs> all right. But, you know, so we all had a good time at the theater. We've all got different opinions on the first Avatar. Now it's time for what we thought about The Way of Water. Non-spoiler! Aubrey Litchfield, what'd you think?
0: First Avatar, it's just generic. Like, it's, it's, a, beautif- it's a beautiful movie. There's nothing really that I care enough about to watch it for three hours and think it's the best movie of all time.
2: (laughs) I would just like to point out that multiple times in the last six weeks, I said, Aubrey avatar is over three hours long. Are you sure you don't want to tap out? Are you sure I will get a guest? It's okay. There's no shame in the game. We understand you're a busy person. You're single mom. You know, I understand. And you know what you said? No, 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 no. I'll watch Aftar.
0: We need somebody to be to poo-poo on this movie. <laughs> See,
2: we, 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 need... you, we don't know yet. Me and Mark haven't told you what we thought. Aubrey's <laughs> like,
1: we, we need a voice of reason, not James Cameron fanboys <laughs> to talk about this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you need somebody to be like, this movie's three hours. This is bullshit.
1: Excuse me. It's
2: three hours and 12 minutes long. Okay. Let's, yeah, it's let's not cut it bullshit. short. Okay. Mark Ellis Reagans. What about you?
1: Yeah, the thing about the first Avatar, and you know, you guys touched on it before. The story probably isn't that amazing to deserve to be number one movie in the world, but visually, it's a ama- it's just stunning. So going into this movie, I was wondering, I was kind of worried. You know, is it? All, it's all of these years later. Is the movie still going to be as visually stunning? Will I be as impressed with the visuals from this one as I was with the first one? And the answer is yes. Visually, this movie is staggering, just like. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. The story is not the strongest of Cameron's is a uh, category, I guess his filmography. It's not the strongest story, but it did what it had to do, and it gets you from point A to point B. So it's oh, it's good. It's not amazing. I think the first one is better, but this one I thought was good. Wow. Okay.
2: All right. Um. Okay. So self confessed uh, James Cameron nut hugger. <laughs> Maybe his chest hair hugging. I don't know. Whatever there you, you want to call it, <laughs> follicle hugging. I I actually really really liked this movie. <laughs> of course you did. I I I, I will admit the runtime is a lot, and it, it, I didn't feel the runtime while I was watching it. But it's just the passage of time. You know, we went to the movies. It was seven o'clock when the movie started. Yep. You know, I, we got out, it was almost 11. I didn't get home till almost one o'clock in the morning,
1: Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) which is, it's frustrating to me when people are like, oh, I can't believe Avatar way of water didn't make any money at the box office. Um, it made good money this opening weekend, but you you have to understand it's a three hour plus movie. It's a huge time investment to go see this. Like
0: it's It's a day long commitment.
2: Right. 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 And and I had to get up and go to work the next morning. Actually, I had to get up and drive my son to school the next morning. So I got, got up at 6 a.m. Um, but it, it, people have lives, man. <laughs> like, and on top of that, this is geared to be seen in premium theaters. Right. There aren't all that many of them around. You know, I had to drive an hour in each direction to go to an IMAX theater. Th- there's not a ton of these premium theaters around. So who the hell wants to s- spend the time? To go see this long-ass movie in a regular old 2D theater, right. <laughs> there's no point. Uh, there's no point. Maybe if it hit like the dollar theaters, and I'm like, oh, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. I could see that. But it, I, I really liked it. It was very long, but the I didn't feel the runtime when I saw it. So I'll say that. It's gorgeous. I thought the action in it was face-meltingly awesome. And, and you just fell right back in. I'm glad I rewatched the first one like a few weeks ago yeah. to kind of put me back in that mindset. And then you just fall right back in. So is the story fantastic? No. Was anyone expecting Citizen Kane when you went to go see Avatar 2? Like, <laughs>
1: well, probably not. If it's three hours, it better give me something. <laughs> <laughs> it gave you something. It gave you uh, fish girls that <laughs> you want to bang.
2: Um, but, uh, you know, I really liked It looks great legitimately like the visuals are amazing uh the story's fine the action is great I I mean if you even slightly liked the first one I can't see you not liking this one so that's how I feel about it but that's pretty much what we can say without spoiling it so now we got to do it we got to drop the drop and we've got to spoil Avatar The Way of Water
0: right now let's talk about spoilers here uh I've got some spoilers one clear spoiler (laughs) Here's nah, a spoiler. Nah. You
2: will die alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get down to it. Let's get down to brass, brass tacks. Aubrey Litchfield, you have the most negative opinion of the three of us. So you're going first. <laughs> I'm going to pull it out of you. Give me some things that you liked about this movie. And you can't say spiders abs.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Like I said, it, it is. It, it's a visually stunning movie. I'm not sure how that's going to translate to watching it on TV. Um, So that'll probably be more negative, but it is visually stunning to see in the movie theaters. Um, It's a very imaginative world. And it's amazing that somebody could come up with like this entire world with, you know, a, a, environment and atmosphere animals like it it, it's always very amazing when somebody can come up with that whole thing on their own you know right down to plants animals atmosphere whether it's breathable or not all of that like that that on its own deserves props i'll give them that on um, the cast, I was really surprised Kate Winslet was in this mm-hmm. because I didn't recognize her at all.
2: Were you, were you able to to recognize her while you're watching it or did you need to go look when you got home?
0: I I looked when I, no, I looked at the cast while I was sitting there seeing if there was an after credit scene. And then I Googled it. But then my friend was still sitting there. So then I didn't want to get up because she wasn't getting up. So I was like, whatever, I guess we're in this. To watch the credits <laughs> so while we were sitting there watching the credits I was googling who was in it um, and saw Kate Winslet was in it and that was surprising to me and I looked at the rest of the cast and everything and so Zoe Saldana is still like the most um, distinguished character in this like you you just see that character and you know it's her Sigourney Weaver also played the teenage girl which I thought <laughs> was really cool that she was she's her age and Playing like a 16-year-old. That's pretty cool.
2: You didn't, you didn't think that was weird?
0: No. No. I thought she did a pretty good job. Yeah. I mean, it, again, it, like, it's it, visually stunning. It's amazing somebody can come up with an entire world and and make it work, you know.
2: You're just going to leave it at that then, huh?
0: <laughs> yep.
2: Put a pen in it. We'll come back to you in a few minutes. Uh, Markell is Regan's things that you liked.
1: All right, so things that I liked. I, right from the opening 20th Century Fox logo, the film looked different. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking I'm not sure, but I think it might have been 48 frames per second as opposed to the typical 24. Joey, do you know if that's that was the case at all?
2: I don't know how you tell if you saw it in that or not other than your eyes telling you. I didn't notice anything different about it when I was watching it, yeah. but I know other people have said they saw it in HFR. But yeah. I, it wasn't d- noted on our tickets. I didn't see anything that said it was anywhere when we were buying tickets. So I uh, have no idea like wh- how you figure out if you saw it in that or not, other than your eyes telling you. And it sounds like you probably saw it in that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that would make sense. I didn't know that they were offering it in, in HFR. But this one definitely was. It, it's almost like... It's almost like watching it on video. It's like the difference between a film and a soap opera. You know what I mean? It's like that that, that type of clarity. <laughs> this was, I've seen other movies like, or I saw one other movie like this before. It was Peter Jackson's The Hobbit, The First Hobbit, and it looked awful, like yeah. horrendous. And so, it was The Hobbit. So it was even <laughs> right? worse. Than... On top of that. So this one would have started out, I'm like, oh, I wonder how this is going to translate. And The World to Pandora translates so beautifully in that high frame rate. Like I, it was a beautiful blend of that crystal clear video and what a film looks like. So visually I've never seen anything like that before. That's the, one of the things that I really, really love about it. There's a part where one of the kids teams up with a whale. <laughs> the movie kind of turns into like a free woolly type of movie. Oh no. And no, I love that part. That was the first part of the movie where I, that I like, it woke me up and I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I, I want to see where the storyline goes. Cause I wasn't expecting that at all. So that I thought was really cool. Uh, Sam Worthington seems like the actor that, you know, everyone made a big deal out of, but he never really quite lived up to his potential or lived up to the hype that everyone was giving him. And I was thinking, man, this guy is so lucky that he was, he happens to be in the biggest movie of all time. Cause he's guaranteed ah. to be in the second one. Lucky for him. He gets to cash that paycheck. He was really good in this movie. I was like, holy shit. Sam Worthington can actually like deliver. He's really good. So I I love this performance. Uh, I love Sigourney Weaver as a a 14-year-old girl. I thought that was hilarious because it looks like her and it sounds like her, but it's still, you know, she's still like a kind of a rambunctious like punk rock kid. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, Any of the scenes about the fathers and sons, any father-son dynamic stuff gets me right in the heart. Oh, I loved all of that stuff. And there's one of the kids. When something happens to one of the kids, oh, devastating, devastating. Especially because you spent the past like four hours with this character, (laughs) so you you come to feel like you kind of know them pretty well. So yeah, I thought the the elements, the storytelling elements, father son dynamics, the environmental issues, the Free Willy storyline, the um, the new clan versus the old clan. Like story beats, I thought all of that worked amazingly well. So those are pretty much all the things that I loved about the movie.
2: All right. Um, Every time you say Free Willy, I can hear the Michael Jackson theme. (laughs)
1: Hold me. (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) And all I can think of now, I'm thinking those scenes from Avatar with that playing in the background, and I'm just like, oh, no. What did you do, Mark Ellis? Anyway, things I liked about it. First of all, Again, I will echo you guys. And this is, it's weird for the first thing all three of us to mention is that how gorgeous the movie looks, but it does. I saw it in 3D IMAX. It was breathtaking. (laughs) It looked so good. (laughs) And there were moments that were just blew you away. And a lot of that is some of the action at the end of the movie, which was just phenomenal. But a lot of the set pieces and things that happened just looked great. It looked amazing. So even if, you're kind of like Aubrey and you're like, man, I don't want to see avatar. I don't really like it. If you're a fan of like filmmaking, I think it's almost worth just going to check it out just to see how it looks and moves. in IMAX 3d. Um, it was gorgeous. The movie is gorgeous. Uh, plot wise. I gotta be honest with you guys. I didn't have a problem with the plot. I was actually kind of surprised, hmm. uh, that I-, I was worried it was going to focus more on Jake and. Oh shit. Materi. <laughs> <laughs> the teary sorry i was was trying to look it up so i'd mispronounce it jake and the teary and and it really it it kind of pushed them off to the side after probably about the first well the movie's three and a half hours long so (laughs) the first what 40 minutes um i was gonna say the first 15 minutes but it's probably the first 40 minutes you know once they get to the water tribe area yep um they really become background characters it's really more about their kids and the kids were really well done uh that's a terrifying thing to say about any movie. Oh, well, this focuses on the ch- kid actors. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> We've all well, you guys haven't. I've seen some shitty ass movies this year, including uh The Bloody Man, which has had some of the worst child acting in the history of recorded film. Uh So I know it can go off the rails when kids are involved. Uh No fault of their own. But, you know, it is what it is. But Man, uh, they, they did a good job. I don't know how many of those kids were actually kids since Sigourney Weaver played one of the kids, but
1: <laughs> I've seen, I've seen interviews with them. They're all pretty well, <laughs> let me put it this way. They were kids when the movie, they started filming the movie like eight years ago. <laughs> they're right, all, they're all adults right. now.
2: And, and, and I thought that that kind of turn w- was surprising to me. I didn't expect it. And I enjoyed those characters. I liked those characters. They were all really well done. They're all built up differently, different personalities even the uh, water tribe kids, you come around to like them towards the end too. And I, I was surprised at that because I knew they were kind of like the jerky, like bully kids. But then when they end up leaving um, him out to sea and he has to befriend the whale to have his free willy moment <laughs> to, to, to uh, get home. Uh, he ends up taking the blame for it. And then they kind of bond and it's just like, wow. Okay. Like those, those kids are really assholes and they're actually kind of cool too. and, and it was, it's just really well done. I, I, I was stunned at how interested in that story I was when, when I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it to be about Jake and uh, Zoe Saldana and <laughs> them having more wacky adventures in the Sky Mountains. And they take you out of those Sky Mountains right away and, and you're done. <laughs> yep. I, I did enjoy having uh, Quartage back. Uh, I don't know how I feel about him being an avatar. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little weird. Um, We'll get into that in a minute, but that's a little weird. But I will say the last, I guess, hour or so, which is almost pure action for the last hour of the movie, was everything you could ever want from a James Cameron movie. There were robot mechs. (laughs) There was explosions. There was boats flipping all over the place. There was uh, that guy getting his arm ripped off. That was awesome. That was not only awesome, but how the hell did they get that in a PG 13 rated movie? (laughs) No blood. Oh, I guess, I guess that's true. Um, but uh, once the action starts cranking in that last hour, it's just nonstop and it's so good. It's so good. It's so well shot. Um, and they do a good job with the storyline too, even throughout that, because when, uh, Natiri pulls spider over to, and she actually, she's going to cut him, I was like, Oh shit. Like, was she really going to cut him?
1: Yeah,
2: We, we don't know. We, we really don't know. At, at that point, you don't know. They did a really good job of the storytelling. And the, the action is just fantastic in that last hour. So for me, visuals, storyline, and action all on point. I know I'm on a lonely island over here with Aubrey not here with that, that statement. But let's get into things we didn't like. Aubrey Litchfield, the floor is yours. What did you not like about this movie? All right. So, he's getting her list out.
0: First of all, this this movie took a very long time to make. Very long. And and I have a problem with it for this movie took a very long time to make. And so the the problem is now the next movie. I mean, they're speeding up the next couple movies. So how is that going to look? How is that going to translate between the characters? You know, you you set them at a certain age. But then this movie also, like you said earlier, when this movie first started, they looked like kids.
2: Already and now done they're filming adults. Part three, Aubrey.
0: But, but still, there's going to be a four and a five, too. I feel like it's going to be as kids are getting older a lot faster. I just I don't know.
2: You don't want Spider um, to show up and be like, hey, guys, <laughs> isn't it cool that, that we're all 13? <laughs>
0: It's interesting to me, too, that Spider ha- takes on a more human form than the other kids that are <laughs> half as well.
2: Well, he's a human, so, I mean, what form was he supposed to take?
0: I thought he was half.
2: No! <laughs> he's a random human kid. Did
0: you not watch the movie? <laughs> I don't remember the, the first movie. Like, I was watching no, it, and I was like, oh man, I should have watched... But they they don't really explain that very well. They don't explain him very well, and they don't explain the teenage girl very well, like their whole backstory. Like, how did they end up with Jake and Zoe Saldana? How did it, how did they become their adopted kids? You know, you had eight years to figure this shit out. <laughs> this movie is three and three hours long. Like, you had three were you hours. Eating a, were you of eating movie. a cheeseburger
2: during this part? Was, they <laughs> totally explained it, Aubrey.
0: <laughs> I don't remember. When I don't I like don't in know. the beginning, he, he was uh, a
2: a baby when they were evacuating and you can't put babies in cryo sleep. So they left him behind. Them. Oh, was just kind of like I might have missed kid.
0: that. I was ordering my cheeseburger.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Never doubt James Cameron.
0: Anyway, so you had eight years to make this movie and and granted, it's beautiful. The story is lacking. You had eight years to make this movie story. Just it. There's something not there. And it's a three hour long movie. And it just, it didn't have to be. It really, like some parts where it, it was like, I was watching a Peter Jackson film and I love Peter Jackson, but every single thing does not need to be detailed. Um, George R. R. Martin goes into extensive detail in his books. That's why they're enormous. And they don't go into extensive detail in Game of Thrones. I mean they probably could and people would still watch it, but you know, I don't need to know how the the clothing drapes off of their shoulders. You know, and I don't I don't need that extensive detail. This was a three hour long movie. And some of the stuff was very drawn out. I don't wanna see anybody's butt. You know, seeing blue butts is very weird with a tail going and it's fucking weird. I don't wanna see A human's butt. I don't want to see a blue thing's butt. Not a a fan of Watchmen, I guess. (laughs) It's just it I don't know. It the movie to me screams more like a nature documentary, like a nature mockumentary almost, rather than a movie. It doesn't feel like it fits into this mold of action or drama, like Feels, it looks, smells and tastes like a nature documentary. And if I wanted to watch a nature documentary, I'd turn on planet Earth. Same exact runtime. You know, it's, it's long, it's detailed, it's beautiful, but it is much more of a technical movie than it is a sit down and just watch for funsies movie. It is a very technical movie and i feel like for the average viewer that does not translate very well and people are not going to give a shit but for people that love the technical details of things this movie is fantastic because you're gonna look at it you're gonna go yep this inspires me to be a director this inspires me to get into filmmaking but i feel like that's what this movie is for And I don't want to pay money to go sit there for three hours to watch a technical movie if it's, it's it's not my passion. So for the person like me, this movie, you're not going to make much money off of that. If you're making a movie to, you know, just make money, this movie is not it. You're not going to get your money back for it. If you are making a movie to make the most beautiful masterpiece of the entire world, I mean, that's probably what he managed to do, but. For me, I I could care less about seeing sequels to this movie because it's more of a technical movie than it is an enjoyment movie. So, I mean, it's, it's just... I feel like if you wanted people to really buy into this series, the story needed to be something more than here's this world, here's how these people are living... Here's this little spike of drama that's happening and now it's gone. That's how life is. Like it, it, the plot and everything is so much like just watching this documentary that it, it, it doesn't translate into something that you want to see more of.
2: All right. Well, uh, Marcellus Reagans, what about you for things you didn't like?
0: Uh, I just want to
1: say we've been doing this podcast for years and years, and it's always amazing to be surprised by what Aubrey says. <laughs> After all these years, like I think I know how Aubrey feels about this, but she still manages to surprise me. I love you, Aubrey. <laughs> I love you. Um, so things I didn't like. Uh, I agree with Aubrey. This movie is way too long. It is way too damn long. They could have trimmed some fat off of this movie. It does go into extensive detail over things that's like, you could have just said that in a sentence and lost a good 10 minutes of this movie. So I I wish that it was a little bit shorter. Was really wondering. I really wanted to get back to the unobtainium from the first movie. I was waiting for that to come back. That's no longer a thing. Like that whole... Reason for the first movie that whatever mineral they were mining for doesn't mean anything to this one doesn't even come up. Now it's about stealing whale something to make you live forever or some shit. No,
2: no, no, no. They're they're trying to colonize the planet. They they don't even need an obtainium anymore. Earth is so far gone at this point that they're just going to come to Pandora and colonize it. So the other stuff like I didn't I get th- that whale. From yeah, but the well, guy gets out of the whale is is superfluous. Like, yeah, he sells it and makes a lot of money off of it. Um but why they're there in that city where um <laughs> the mom from sopranos is an exoskeleton right. is uh, is because they're colonizing Pandora. That's the the overall plan. They want to colonize Pandora and they right. make it the new earth
1: that that part I got in the beginning. But then when they introduced the whale rejuvenation, Slime or whatever. I'm like, oh, that's the reason. That's the the down and dirty reason. But now that you say it's all that, about how
2: evil the humans are because they <laughs> only want to make money. Right, right. The environment. Well, that's
0: just real life. Why even watch a movie about that?
1: <laughs> that's the that's the the message that James Cameron wants to hit you over the head with. The uh, humans are bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, humans are terrible people who only care about money. Please go see my movie for thirty dollars. It's been money, it.
1: right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So some of the environmental messages were a little too right on the nose for me, which is like, uh, all right, Jim, we we get it, we get it, dude. Um, yeah. And some of this movie plays like James Cameron's greatest hits. Oh, we have two <laughs> people in a boat that's about to uh, drown, like the abyss. Oh, we have uh, people escaping a boat that's flipping upside down. So we got Titanic. Uh, we have an unstoppable villain going after the children of our protagonist from the first movie. So we're now in Terminator 2 land. And we kick it all off with Space Marines. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, Jim, come on, dude. That, this is what you're doing? You know, He's just pulling out the greatest hits and putting it all in one movie? That's fine. Whatever. I was hoping for something just a little bit more. Like, I normally don't see the seams, and there it kind of stood out. And I'm like, oh, he's just replaying the greatest hits. Okay, so we do know how Spider got to be there, right? They do explain mm-hmm. that. How did the doctor, so Weaver's character, get pregnant? And have They a baby? don't reveal that right? almost <laughs> on purpose. It's
2: it's like a tease for the sequel.
1: Exactly. So they don't really explain everything. And I'm like, that seems like I I, I feel like the little breadcrumbs that they put on there to make it to make you go, ooh, how because how is this girl, how is Sigourney Weaver's daughter, how is she so powerful with the force? You know? <laughs> how is she, you know, have the strength? I can see like the little white jellyfish things like land on her when she's out communing with with uh with Mother Earth. But why? What how is she there? Is she the chosen one? Is she Ray Skywalker? Like what, what is the story of this girl? And they put a few breadcrumbs in her, but they don't make it. At least for me, they didn't make it interesting enough. Where I'm like, oh god, I can't wait to see the next one and find out what her story is. Well, well, thankfully, Ryan Johnson's
2: not directing, <laughs> so it just won't be her dad's the guy from Grandma's Boy, and no one cares.
1: <laughs> so I'm ex- somewhat excited for you know whatever Avatar world is going to be. The the Sigourney Weaver's daughter breadcrumbs, not so much. They didn't they didn't excite me. But other than that, you know, it's fine. I I thought the things I love, I love the things that I didn't like as long as it is, I'm still going to go see it again in 3d.
2: Excellent. It it is 100% worth worth the drive down or over to the nearest IMAX theater. (laughs) So it's a, it's either an hour in one direction or an hour and a half in the other. So (laughs) make your, make your choice, but uh, (laughs) it's definitely worth the drive mark. Um, things I didn't like, and I, there's not much, let's be real. There's not much, um, I will say I, the character of spider was a little much for me. Um, I like his backstory. He's an orphan ends up living with their family. That was his family. He like walks around, he like hisses at people, you know, he, he's like kind of being an avatar or being a Navi, but he's right. not obviously cause he's human. Um, when he ends up meeting the, uh, fake Navi military squad, they kidnap him or or capture him, and he's just like, they're trying to torture him. He won't break, you know. All right, this is our hero character. And then, you know, Cordage is just like, well, you know, I don't know, let's just hang out. And then all of a sudden, he's perfectly fine with everything that's happening, <laughs> right? <He's laughs> 100% in. Like, they don't show any remorse. Like, and I, God, I don't want to ask for more time <laughs> in a movie that's already over almost three and a half hours long, but Jesus, could we see slight remorse from him as they're doing stuff uh making their way towards the finale of the movie like eventually he you know obviously changes his mind right but then uh natiri scares him <laughs> him watching her kill all those people which was badass as fuck and then he gets scared like i i, I feel that i, I kind of understand you know he actually it felt that was actually really well done. It makes him kind of feel like, wait, maybe I'm not really part of these people. <laughs> actually. Um, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> I think I'll just go back to earth, but he does want to bang uh young Sigourney Weaver. So, you know, he's got to stick around for a little while, but right. he, uh, you know, he finally shows some remorse towards, you know, the beginning of the third act, but I just, it just felt kind of ham fisted or like, God, I don't even want to say that something was cut, but like, we never got to see him, show any kind of remorse it just felt like you know he wouldn't give up his family then he's like ah fuck it let's just go hang out with these marines who are clearly adventuring to kill jake right like, we don't hide the fact that this whole mission is about finding and neutralizing jake and possibly doing awful things to the people in the floating city where he grew up and there's just never any pushback from him at all i mean how much pushback can he really give to uh navi soldiers that are three times his size but god it'd be nice to see just like a, a forlorn look or a sigh of resolution or yeah. something like i think
1: I, I thought he was going to be leading them into some kind of trap i thought he had like a like a a plan in place like oh yeah i'll take you around to the different tribes and we'll find jake but he had like some kind of backup plan or some kind of way of communicating you know that he was leading these guys in astray but no he was just Leading them right to where they wanted to go. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no like, ah, oh, this might be a bad idea. <laughs> I, I,
2: I don't know that, that felt a little weird to me. And, and like I said earlier, you feel the runtime, but you don't feel the runtime. And I guess that varies for each person, but I will say when they get to the water tribe, the movie grinds to a complete halt while we learn about the water tribe <laughs> <laughs> all the way up through uh, free Willy. Yes. And I didn't mind it because the movie's gorgeous, and I'm bought in, so I'm hundred percent bought in. But I can one hundred percent understand where Aubrey's coming from, where it's like there's probably forty five minutes you can cut out of this movie. <laughs> like, there was a lot of we live in this for, this beach <laughs> place now, and and we're all gonna go swimming, and right. montages of learning swimming, and now we're gonna right. go. To swim with a whale, and now, you know, like there was a lot of that, yeah. And I didn't have a problem with it, but I can understand why someone would, and it definitely drives the runtime almost out of control. But you're not going to tell James Cameron what to do. That's just That's just how it is. It's not going to happen. He's not cutting shit if he doesn't want to. So, but I can understand that. You definitely feel that runtime. I would have liked to see. I agree with you, Mark. I would like to see more. Uh, explanation of what the fuck's going on with Sigourney Weaver and her avatar daughter. Yeah, but uh, we just got teases, and that was it. That's all we got were those teases. Uh, I think she is because they took Sigourney Weaver at the end of the first one, right, and they laid her in the tree.
1: Right. Yep. And so I thought the tree ate her up, and that was it. That the tree
2: actually—it was—it's actually a riff on Evil Dead. The tree banged her. <laughs> <laughs> But I think um, the DeVorne daughter Weaver as a 14-year-old. Uh, Kiri, I want to say? I think Kiri is some sort of form or connection to Awan. And she's going to end up on Earth. And she's going to fix the environment on Earth. I oh. think that's how Avatar 5 ends. I like Book it.
1: it. I, I, I like it. I think that works.
2: And I think Quartich will be the one that helps her get there.
1: <laughs> yes. Dude, if you watching a movie, you know. Like, not that he's a Navi. Even though he's a fake Na'vi, not that he's, like, captured his dragon and all of that shit. I'm like, he's going to turn. He's going to love this shit after a while.
2: Well, you know, he didn't want to kill um, Kiri after all. He gave her up for Spider, mm-hmm. which we weren't expecting. I thought she cut Spider's throat, actually. <laughs> Maybe you want to talk about one of the one bad visuals in the movie, I I legit thought she just killed him. And I was like, whoa, this got real dark real quick, (laughs) but she just cut the communicator off of him. So, (laughs) and the only other downside I felt was that, you know, their son died. You know, we got a lot of, you know, she was mad. She she goes into berserker rage. Yeah. Um, They get back to the rock. Everybody's there. And then it's like, oh, okay, bye. It seemed like they got over it real quick. Uh, I don't know. I know they had a funeral and they dunked him in the water, blah, 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 blah. I I don't know. Something about the emotions towards the very
1: end there kind of were weird. But I also was kind of tired. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They they couldn't keep it going. It's like we got to someone had to come in and be like, Jim, Jim, you got to trim this thing down, dude.
2: Yeah. I I was looking for like um, the mom from Sopranos and exoskeleton just clapping, being like, all right, wrap it up. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) But, uh, you know, these are very nitpicky things and the length is rough, it, but it's such a weird movie because like, I would say, you know, if you think the length is going to be too much, watch it at home. But if you watch it at home, you lose out on like 75% of the experience. Right. So I only went to the bathroom once. Thank God. Already, did your cheeseburger meal force you into the bathroom to miss portions of the movie?
0: No, I think I'm perpetually dehydrated. So I just <laughs> managed to not have to go.
2: Perfect. All right. Well, let me ask you guys a couple questions, and then we'll score the movie here. Aubrey Lichfield, in a world where you don't have to be forced to go see it because of the podcast, would you be interested in part three? No. Mark Ellis Reagan.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to see part three, just to have that uh, big screen 3D experience again. I am
2: also all in for three, four, and five, so... We'll see what happens. But now, the only thing left to do is to give it a score. That's right, guys. From zero to five, five being the best, zero being the worst. What is your score for Avatar, The Way of Water? Aubrey Litchfield.
0: Uh, I'm going to give it a three. Yeah, it wasn't horrible. It's a beautiful movie, but it's just, I don't know.
2: One star I'm, for each hour?
0: Yeah, I'll probably never watch it again, just like the first mm-hmm. one. I never watched it after the first one.
2: Well, it took me, like, nine years to watch it, <laughs> it again, so, you know, I understand. Marcellus Reagans.
1: This is a tough one. I'm going to, all right, it's a three and a half, <laughs> but I'm going to give it a four because of how much I visually enjoyed it. But technically, on a movie level, if I watch this movie just regular 2D in a regular theater, it's a three and a half movie. But except vis- for that
2: one that one Water Tribe kid that had like uh zoomer haircut. <laughs> he had, like the curly like hair in the middle. <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> Expecting him to say that it was bussin' or something. No cap. <laughs> no cap, Jake Sully.
1: I like those kids. Um, I do So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I am going to personally give it a four, but technically it's a three and a half movie. Okay. So I am going to give this
2: a four out of five. I really liked it. I will say the theater going experience, much like the first one, is probably 75 to 80% of your enjoyment of this movie. True. That that last hour of action is fucking awesome. It was 100% worth it to go see it. And I'm at X3D. I have no idea what this is going to be like sitting down on your couch, pushing play on Disney plus. For three and a half hours watching this movie on your TV with no 3D, no IMAX, no fancy bells and whistles, no vibrating, shaking seats or anything like that. So I don't know. I might readjust my score a little later on. But for the experience I had in the movie theater and what I thought of the movie, four out of five. I really did enjoy it. My God, it's worth it just to go watch that last hour action. I got to be honest with you, but it's gorgeous. It's fun. It's fun. I liked it. We'll see how it holds up. That's it. Maybe we got it right. Maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. But now we're going to wrap it up. Before we tap it up, we're going to get some recommendations for you listeners out there. Mark Ellis Reagans, any recommendations for the
1: listeners this week? Uh, yeah, this week on DVD, a movie that came out this year that I loved called The Woman King. Uh, we did review it on a show. believe we uh, gave it high marks. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'm really looking forward to putting it in my DVD collection. But if you haven't seen it, it's available on DVD or renting it uh, on a cheap level, not the $20 level. So uh, The Woman King with Viola Davis. Check that out.
2: Absolutely fantastic movie. Um, I don't think it had much of a worldwide release. I know it was like staggered, weird releases all over the place. So, uh, you know, now's your chance. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got?
0: I got enough. <laughs> you got to have some
2: cheeseburgers when you go to see Avatar. Y-
0: yeah. If you want to go see Avatar, make sure you eat because it's three <laughs> hours long. Nothing like a good bacon cheeseburger while you're watching a movie,
2: a movie about saving the environment and being one with animals and nature. You need a cheeseburger.
0: Yeah. While you're watching fancy Fern Gully. Just <laughs> have oh, Jesus a bacon Christ. Cheeseburger.
2: You're out of here. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, I will suggest that you go to sowizardpodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. There's links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. There's links to all our Patreon and YouTube content as well. Go to sowizardpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We will be there. Check out our aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there at youtube.com backslash sowizardpodcast. Adam just dropped a early review of Jack Ryan season three. So check that out. Of course, our Patreon, like we mentioned, patreon.com backslash. So wizard podcast monetarily support the show and get extra exclusive content. You get our monthly episode that only the Patreons get, you get a, you get a mini sode where I review what was going on in the upcoming months on the podcast, a little behind the scenes talk as well. And of course, you get our Star Wars video podcast where myself, Adam, and other guests talk about Star Wars topics on video. That's all at your fingertips when you support the show monetarily and our Patreon. What will I suggest? Well, it just came out. Just came out uh, this week, actually. And that is the trade paperback of what is my favorite Marvel comic of the year 2022 Savage Avengers. The Sharpest Edge, Volume 1 of Savage Avengers 2022 from Marvel Comics. Uh, It's amazing. It's so good. It's a thrown-together team of Daredevil, Conan, Deathlock, Anti-Venom, Cloak & Dagger, and more. And they are thrown on a time-traveling adventure through all sorts of wacky, strange places in the Marvel Universe. It's so good. I cannot suggest it more than any other comic it is the best marvel comic on the shelf uh, the paper trade paperback has first uh, arc in it and it's only 16 on amazon free shipping so jump on board it's really good but that's gonna do it that is episode number 437 of the so Wizard podcast i have been your host joey de my co-host the queen of all nerds aubrey litchfield
0: my son my son
2: Oh, that geez. That's mean Harsh.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> and the expert Mr.
2: Marquis Markellis Reagan
1: Again always surprised by Aubrey It doesn't stop <laughs> uh, Everybody have yourself a great week And Wakanda forever
2: We'll see you guys next week Have a great Christmas And come join us as we review Glass Onion Good journey